Welcome back to another episode of Your Pocket Nurse, a podcast for student and graduate nurses. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people as the original owners of the land that I am recording on. I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Pocket Nurse. I'm joined by Georgia today. She is known on Instagram as Future Nurse Georgia. Hey. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you going? Good, thank you. How's work and studying and everything going at the moment? Um, Yeah, pretty good. Busy. I've got lots of assignments due at the moment, but good to be busy, I guess. (laughs) Last assignments, I assume, though, there shouldn't be too much. I think I've got three or four left, so not many, but... Oh, wow. Still feels like a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I remember this time last year... Like, you know, when you're doing your assignments and you're just thinking, oh, my gosh, I just need to get through these all because of the home run. Yeah, it is. And, like, with placements coming up, I want to make sure that all my assignments are done. And, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just so much to do and I just feel like there's not enough time. No, I think, yeah, third year is just so busy because you're doing your, like, grad applications, assignments, and then you've got really long placement blocks as well. It's yeah. just, like, too much. And then, you know, I suppose – a lucky thing is we're in lockdown so we can't really do anything else apart from those things but otherwise it's like no time to do it it's really yeah it's hard like trying to find that time time management and trying to fit work in as well like on your Mm. box oh my goodness it's so hard yeah 100 percent. especially because you work like actual shift work like when I was doing it last year like I was doing a few random shifts as a Roussan but otherwise my shifts were like four five hours you know like much shorter yeah. than a shift yeah I mean I'm pretty lucky because I'm casual so I just work as much or as little as I want <laughs> oh, that's so but, so good yeah oh, awesome well I've got three questions that I ask sort of everyone and you know see what everyone's answers are um sure. so the first one is why did you become a nurse and if you weren't a nurse what job do you think you'd have um so I, I really don't like this question because I never have an answer. I, I don't have a moment. There's no reason. I've just always um, grown up knowing that nursing is what I would do. Um, so I is that I've always known. Um, but I think if I wasn't doing nursing, I would go into primary teaching because I want to work with kids in the future. I coach gymnastics now as well and I just oh, love cool. I love working with kids. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I guess it is hard so because some people do have like this whole like, you know, I want to be a nurse for, you know, X, Y and Z, you know, yeah. all these different reasons and it's like so, you know, passionate and emotional reasons and you're like, oh, I know. I want to be a nurse. So hard in job interviews and they're like, why do you want to be a nurse? And I'm like, I wish I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I just do (laughs) yeah um well you sort of already touched on it but what area of nursing do you eventually want to work in yeah so I really want to go into pediatrics um Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to specialize in the future but I I mean I don't know where I have an interest for ICU um but I haven't really experienced it Mm, yeah that's interesting like working with um like, I can't even imagine working with, like, little babies that have all oh. these wires hooked up to yeah. them and things like that. I don't know. That's yeah. just totally where I see myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, because I used to do um, volunteering at the Royal Children's Hospital, like, prior to COVID because Amazing. I thought I wanted to do 
pediatric nursing. So it was sort of a way for me to see if I liked the area. And um, so I would like sort of float to different wards, but then one day, like we weren't meant to go to like the um, NICU or PICU or whatever, because, um, you know, the kids need their rest and we weren't really there to do anything. But sometimes if like a um, patient's sibling needed to be like distracted or taken downstairs to look at, you know, the aquarium or something, we'd go. And I remember like going up there and it was like my very first time like in this environment and it was actually so overwhelming. Like I looked into a room and it was literally like this tiny little baby and so many cords coming off them and I was like, oh, my gosh. It would be really overwhelming, I think. I think I'm really lucky in the sense that I've I've coached gymnastics for this is my seventh year. So, I mean, with COVID, hardly. But... Mm. yeah I've done it forever I've done it it was like my first part-time job I did it as a little 15 year old and I've just always yeah I've just always really enjoyed it and I think like I have injuries and stuff at gymnastics and like just helping the little kids when they're hurt oh bless yeah oh that's nice yeah it's just I think it's just like you need another an extra emotional part in your brain to help you with it like I think it's just like a next level peds you know nurses like yeah, you know, I'm good on them for doing what they do, but I think it's yeah. just so difficult. Yeah, um, yeah, that's exciting. Fingers crossed, you get a um a rotation in a peds hospital, or like a, just a peds rotation at another yeah, hospital. Yeah, that would be good. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get it. Um, what has been your favorite clinical um experience or moment? And um, it can be either at work or at placement. My so my placement. I did a four week placement um at a an acute hospital in Ballarat last year, and I got to watch wow. a C section, which was the most incredible thing. Like I genuinely don't think anything will ever top that. Watching a C section was just oh my god, it was just amazing. Like I cried like a baby. <laughs> oh really? I was standing at the end of the table, and the midwife was just like patting me on the back, and she's like, "It's okay, get it all out." Like. <laughs> Yeah. And the mum would be like, what are you doing? The mum was so chill. She was like, yeah, sweet. Like, it was oh, so good. Yeah. It was really good. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think, like, pregnancy and birth is, like, the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah, like, it's insane. I, I think it's just beyond what our body can do. I know. It's crazy. I'd, like, mid really interests me, but I just don't think I could do it for work. Mm. Um, but, oh, my goodness, like, watching that, I was literally like, wow. I can totally see why people want to do that for a job. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't know too much about, like, midwifery side of things. Um, I don't know. I've never thought, like, to pursue it, but I just find it very interesting. My friend's a midwife and, you know, I like hearing about her day and things like that. But Yeah. Oh, that's so cool, C-section. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think if I've got one from work. Like, I've seen so many cool things from work. I know it's so hard. Like I was doing like a Q&A and someone's like, oh, what are the like, skills you've done this year? And I was like, oh, gosh, you know, what's something cool that I've done at work? Yeah, like, right? I know. It's like so I hard to think back. I can't even think of one from work. Honestly, I'm just going to say the C-section. <laughs> yeah, no, that is probably the best one. I don't even know what I would say. Like that is 100% like so interesting. It was really cool. It was really, really cool. So you um. Can you talk me through your journey to becoming a, a nurse? Because you're obviously an EN and yep. now you're about to finish your RN. So can you tell me a bit more about that sort of pathway? So um, 
Yeah, I'm working as an EN at the moment. Um, so I finished my diploma in, oh, that would be like 2019, I think, mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I went on to do my bachelor. Um, I've worked as a carer in an aged care facility. So I did that for like a year and a half. Uh, and then I obviously went on to working as a nurse and I'm loving it. I think it's so fun and I can't wait to just finish uni and be in. Oops, I think I lost you. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I think my phone turned off. Um, oh, that's all right. Where was I up to? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're saying, yeah, you went back to do your RN. Yeah, so I finished my EN in 2019 and then um, went on and did my RN, obviously, after that. So now I'm working casual as an EN in um, an acute hospital. And nice. it's really cool. Like, I'm on a gen med, gen search, like, bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a small hospital, but it's really good. I really like it. Um, yeah, but the experience has been so good and I feel so ready to just finish my RN now and work. Yeah, 100%. But it must be, like, such amazing experience. Like, I always think with the ENs that I, like, that were previous ENs before they did their grad year, like, they are, like, already, like, 10 steps ahead of me. Like, they already have got their time management down pat and everything, like, this. they've already worked on, like, acute wards. Like, one yeah. girl worked on a trauma ortho ward. Oh, and then wow. the other one worked on a stroke ward. And then there was me and I was, like, drowning. <laughs> and they're, like, killing it. You know, they weren't even, like, grads, you know. It's, yeah. I think it's just amazing that you have already got, like, that experience. So then you are that little bit more confident going into your grad year. I think... Honestly, I'm looking at it from both points of views. I think it can be a blessing and a curse because I've been mm. really worried that going into a grad year there's going to be a higher expectation, um, which I don't think people really talk about. But I think going in as an EN, you know, I think they expect me to already have really good time management and really good medication knowledge. But it's going to be so overwhelming regardless. So I think there's definitely pros and cons to it. Um But I think that, yeah, in terms of like my time management and shift work and stuff, it'll be really good because I've got that exposure. But Mm. I'm really worried about the medication side of things because it takes me a while to kind of get all of that under, I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel like, yeah. yeah. Like I, like obviously like in your placements you learn about medication, but then when you're working in a particular ward, you're going to come across the same medication every day. Yeah. There yeah. might be one or two random ones that you just look up, but otherwise exactly. it's like random. But yeah, I think that's actually a good point about the pros and cons. But I feel as though, like what I saw working with those RNs who were previously ENs, like I don't think the educator like expected too much of them. You know, she still offered them the same help that she offered me to them. Yeah. You know, and didn't like make them feel like, oh, shouldn't you already know this or something like that? Like she, think you know obviously it might be dependent on who the educator is and things like that but I think that again like you are a part of a grad program the point is to receive support so if you're just working like straight up then yeah you're not going to receive the same support because it's not a supported program but yeah yeah no I think well hopefully no one has you know preconceived ideas or anything 
Look, all of the reviews I've had from people that have done their Ian and are now RNs, it's been fine. I think it's just something that I've been worried about going yeah. into that year. But I think once I actually get into it, like, it will be fine. Yeah, I guess it's good to have that sort of, you know, thought in your head. It's not like you're, you know, worried about it, but it's like, you know, sometimes to be good prepared about something that potentially yeah, may happen. Exactly. And so then when it, if it does happen, you're sort of already prepared for it, exactly. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. Um, and did you actually complete an EN grad year? No. So <laughs> I kind of did it all a bit funny, but I graduated mm-hmm. my diploma in the middle of 2019 um, yeah. and I'd been working as a PCA in aged care for probably like three or four months at that point. Uh, and then I kept working as a carer for another 12 months. So I didn't actually start working as an EN till 12 months after I graduated and that was purely because I didn't want to I didn't mm-hmm. feel confident enough I didn't feel ready enough I was worried again about the whole like if I go in to do my RN are they gonna have these like expectations on me and I was really really nervous about it uh so I didn't do a grad year and I didn't even work as an EN for 12 months after I graduated which is probably mm. like my biggest regret because now I look back and I'm like oh my goodness I could have had another 12 months of that experience but I just wasn't ready and I did my um four weeks at the acute hospital in Ballarat and that was that was the moment that I was like I could be doing this and getting paid for it I could I can do that now and I was like I'm so ready and I got really lucky I got my registration and then I literally applied for one EN job and I got it like I was just oh my god that's amazing yeah and I had no exposure I had no I didn't even work as an EN in my aged care facility because I didn't want to um I think that aged care nurses are incredible like I could never it was the workload is insane Mm. um so I chose not to do that because I just I didn't want to put myself through that stress, to be completely honest. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. Yeah, but after that placement, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I could be getting paid to do this. Like, I can do that. So, oh, I love that. Because I was going to say, what was the turning point that made you think, no, I'm going to apply? Oh, that's really interesting. That turning point. It was like yeah. that placement. I'd seen the C-section. I was on a gastro ward and they let me do a week on the mid-ward. So I was in special care nursery. And, oh, wow. Yeah, like feeding babies and doing baby obs and I was oh, like so cute. oh my goodness yeah so it was just even just giving medications I was like I literally am qualified to do this I should get a job <laughs> yeah wow so um what was I gonna say so when can you explain a bit more about like the roles in aged care because I had one aged care placement in first year and um when I was there, we just followed around the PCAs, like the ENs and RNs didn't even like take a second look at us students. Um, but yeah, like, you know, cause obviously the PCA does a lot more of the like personal care and like all the ADLs sort of things, but yeah. what's the difference between like an EN and RN in the aged care setting? Uh, Do you know about that? Or- I know a little bit. Um, I think it kind of depends on the facilities. I know with my facility, we were a two-storey facility. So we had two nurses on each shift, one on the like ground floor and one on the top floor. Mm. Um, and one of them had to be an RN because they would be in charge of 
the entire nursing care for every single resident, but the yeah. EN was able to also give like the medications and things like that. Um, so through but, nurses, basically. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. To, I think we had like probably like 80 residents and like that's where I was like, I can't do that. That is mm. just... That is too much and I don't think any of them left ever on time and, yeah, no, it just was not like an area that I could see myself working in as a nurse. It was just too, too like high stress I think. Yeah, and I feel like because I could have also become a PCA and worked in aged care like after my first year and after I did my aged care place but I also had like a similar experience like, you know, the residents were so lovely, but I just found that the staff was so understaffed and yep. like overworked and stressed and they were just running around. And I was like, I don't need to add this extra stress to my life. So I didn't even yeah. bother applying for a PCA job, which I always thought like I like I was going to do that and that would have given me good experience. But I just thought for my own mental health that it seems like it was not a good like match for me. Well, to be honest, I was the complete opposite. I never saw myself working in aged care. I never wanted to do it. I never wanted to have any anything to do with it because mm. after my first aged care placement, I was like, uh-uh, that is too much. Like, mm. um, And that was back when I did my EN. So I've only done one aged care placement, which was two weeks, um, which would have been at the start of... 2018 I think so it was ages ago oh, wow, and yeah. I did that and was like I refused that sucked and then yeah like 12 months later I got a job because I needed the money I was working casual it came up before that and it just wasn't it just wasn't enough mm. um, and I was ready for, for some exposure and some like clinical experience and it it's hard and I think the caring's almost as hard as the nursing because the carers are always understaffed as well so mm-hmm, 100%. it's hard work and yeah I think I got to the point when I started applying for EN jobs I was like this is just too much like I can't keep working in aged care yeah oh, well good experience regardless but yeah it yeah. Is hard. yeah yeah and also just a quick question but like how without like you weren't working like you're working as a PCA, but you didn't have like any EN experience before you got your EN job. Do you have any tips for anyone that might be in like a similar like situation? Like how do you sort of like sell yourself that like, you know, you can do the job without having the, you know, experience (laughs) that maybe another applicant might have? Oh, I don't know. I think I got really lucky. My boss tells me now and she told me when I did my interview, she was like, I'm taking a big chance on you. But she's like, I honestly think that you're going to be an asset. And I honestly think I just got really, really lucky. Um, I think if you don't have any exposure, try and get into aged care. It, mm-hmm. it isn't great, but it's some exposure. Even now with like COVID, you could totally get some experience doing um swabs or vaccinating and then try and use that experience to get a job in um a clinical setting or even just go to agency do some agency shifts uh and then at least you've got some exposure and you can start applying for more clinical positions yeah that sounds really good thank you um and we sort of like spoken about this as well but um do you think like what are the main benefits do you think of working as an en like whilst you're studying your RN for you? 
for me, it's been, like I said before, my biggest stress is medication knowledge. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, so my last placement was, um, on like the respiratory ward slash COVID ward of a private hospital. Mm -hmm. And before that I did a day treatment, sorry, a day treatment placement and a mental health placement. So it had been 12 months between my last acute and my next acute placement. So I hadn't been able to try my medication knowledge. So I think for me, that's been like the biggest benefit because when I went on my most recent placement, I was shocked at how much I knew. I was literally like, oh my goodness, I know so much. Like I'd really surprised myself because I have that big self-doubt around medication knowledge Mm. and how important it is. And yeah, I really surprised myself because I knew quite a bit. Uh, And even I think just getting the exposure has been so good for me because I feel more confident talking to patients and communicating with doctors is a big one. Um, I feel like now I know actually how to talk to doctors and how to communicate with them and the family members and integrating everyone even the allied health so I Mm -hmm. think there's so many benefits and I think yeah probably medication has been my my biggest one for me yeah no that sounds really good because yeah I suppose it would be just everything that you experience you somehow like can relate it back to um like you know your placements and then you know especially job applications when they ask you like questions like you know have you experienced this and you might have experienced something like that on your like whilst working as an EN and I think it like definitely you know makes you stand out it doesn't make you know it's not like one person's guaranteed a job over another person if you're an EN or not but I think it definitely is like such a big advantage I think it can be yeah definitely oh that's good um and how have you actually balanced like studying and working at the same time and obviously all your assignments and social life yeah. before COVID? Oh, well, like I said before, I work casual. So I honestly just pick up shifts. I try and do when I'm like busy with uni, like at the moment, I try and do like two shifts a week. Uh, and then when uni's a little bit more relaxed, I try and do maybe three or four, uh, just depending on, on what I'm doing in my social life or personal life or whatever Mm. um but I'm really really lucky that my workplace is super flexible I'm not put on a roster so I literally just we have a little online app and I just pick up whatever I want whenever I want it that's Um, amazing it's really really good but when I'm on placement I try not to work at all which can be really hard when you're casual um yeah but I just it's too much doing five days a week plus oh I agree trying to actually look after my patients like you can make a mistake on placement because you've always got your RN to fall back on but yeah I can't go to work and make a mistake you know so yeah I am really that's something that I'm really conscious of now um yeah Yeah, I agree it's too much like working at the same time as a placement like I remember I did a six-week placement block in a row and like how on earth like yeah, I didn't work at all during that time because yeah. like you just can't, like you're doing eight and a half hour days, like to and from, like your brain is like working overtime, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it's just like too much. And even if like I had like a really like, you know, casual sort of job, like I just scooped ice cream, but like I just didn't, like you don't want to then go to work again, you know, because you've just technically really been working as well. Yeah. It's, it's just so too hard. much. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that was like some way like students got paid you know Mm -hmm. it'd be so much better like it's a lot of like I know it's a 
requirement for the course, but 840 hours, which like ACU made me do and you as well. Um, well, just... because I did my EN, I've done more than that. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, so because I only I cut off like one placement technically for the first so year. I had to do, I had to do 720 hours of placement through ACU. And I think I did, oh my God, how many did I do? You would have done at least three placements as an EN. Ten weeks on my EN, whatever that works out to be. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I've done, like, I've done so much placement over the years and it's hard. Mm, It is hard. Yeah, I remember during my first, like, my aged care placement, I attempted to just work on the weekend, like, once, like not both days on the weekend. And I yeah. like it was a two off it was a three week placement, sorry. And I got so run down. Like I had to call in sick. I was like fully like dying. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like I actually got shocked. I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I'm like allergic to shift work. Like I you know, had like, the same wrong experience. Yeah. My final placement of my EN, I got really, really unwell. And I know that I'm stressed because I get ulcers in my mouth. It's so Feels I've got one right now. Same. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> and I literally counted. I had 16 ulcers in oh my, my mouth. Oh, my God. Like, I was so overworked and stressed. And I just started working as a PCA. So mm. I was, like, trying to work on the weekend as well. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't do it. No, it is literally so hard. So I think that's, like... You know, I don't know about you, but one of my big tips for like placement is like if you can afford to, like, don't work. Yeah, like work like a little bit extra before and after. But it's just not worth it. Like your body will get so tired and it's just yeah. it's just it's not worth it. And then like it obviously affects you on placement as well because you're tired, you're not switched on, like you make mistakes or you don't like you don't know, you haven't had that time to yeah. like go back and study something because I find that, like, your buddy knows it are constantly quizzing you and it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and do you know what? The other thing, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, you don't want to call in sick to placement. There, I refuse. I refuse to call oh. in sick to placement because yep. trying to make up days, like, no, it's too hard. <laughs> I know. I was so stressed. I think I missed a total of... I think three or four days across like my three years um, of yeah. placement. And I was so scared, but ACU makes us do a little bit of extra. Um, I think they give us an extra week of extra 40 hours. So you've got a bit of leeway when it comes to actually registering because you need a certain amount for APRA. No, I don't and- do. I Well, I mean, I know that people in my, like, third year are, like, struggling because they don't have enough hours to graduate. Uh, maybe that's because of COVID. Like, because, like, for example, we had students on my ward and they were meant to be there for, like, six weeks and they've had to, like, go home. Like, they can't come back for the moment. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. four hours and they're third years and I feel bad for them. Oh, my God, that is awful. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I felt like last year a lot of people's placements were getting cancelled, like left, right and centre because of COVID. Yeah. I had, like, three placements cancelled and re-swapped last year. It was hectic. Uh, like, that's so hard, especially if you're, like, really excited for a particular one and then it gets cancelled and you're like, what? Well, I had moved. So, last year I had to move. I forgot to mention that. I moved to Ballarat last year because I had to move there to go to uni. Like, I 
they say that TAFE's a direct entry into uni and then it wasn't. So that really mm. is so frustrating. But I don't know if it's different, like, if you had have gone to, like, I know ACU have the TAFE course and then you just go straight into the ACU uni course. Mm. But, like, the TAFE that I was at doesn't have the bachelor. So I had oh, to go okay. to, like, all of my universities and I had to move to Ballarat. And so all of my placements that I were getting was, like, Bendigo, Warrnambool, because it oh was my all gosh. my my um, address was rural. So, oh. did you live in Ballarat? I moved down there, and then I really was there for three weeks. Yeah, I was there for three weeks, and we went into lockdown. So I came home. Oh um, my god! I never knew that you actually lived in Ballarat. I just thought you yeah. made the travel. Like you know, I know some people do that. They drive yep. to like Ballarat for like the classes or something. I so I thought that. about doing that, but because I was meant to be at uni three to four times a week, I was like, I can't. I can't no. work. So I was originally staying there. I was going up on a Sunday, coming home on a Wednesday because I was still working here and I still had like obviously my family and everything back here. Um, oh, wow. And then, yeah, I got three weeks in and then we went into lockdown. And so I either had to stay down there or or come back here and just travel for one day a week for my prep classes. So I just traveled for the rest yeah. of the year. Oh, that's 100% worth it. But then you moved to the Melbourne campus, yeah? Yeah, so I got tra- I got transferred to the Melbourne campus this oh, year. Which thank goodness. Was, thank God. <laughs> but it's really hard. I don't know anyone. I have no friends. Oh, <laughs> like it's, it's so definitely, sad. Oh, I'm sad for you because like, I kind of had a little bit of an opposite. I, but for me, like I made all my friends during first year because yeah, like no one knew done. everyone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I suppose it's a bit hard in third year. Like you're coming in and everyone's like, you know, well, they like they don't know because like I know some people like even I work with and like I went to ACU. I was like, I have never seen you in my whole life. You know, Literally there's just too so many big. people. Yeah. Um, I um. So when I was at Ballarat, it's quite a small campus. And so all of the nurses down there pretty much are also doing their um, paramed. So it was really easy to make friends down there and I made a whole big group of friends because going into second year, there's a whole heap of other people that have just come in from their EN as well. Yeah. So then when I moved to Melbourne for third year, everyone who was an EN has now made their friends anyway and I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm just back at square one. (laughs) Yeah. uh, At least like I guess you didn't go into uni heaps with all the lockdowns as well. So it's not like I'm you... literally, I have to go in three times this semester. I've been in once. I've got to go in two more times and mm. then that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I guess that doesn't really help with the making friends aspect. And, you know, you not don't really all, get to experience but... the whole like uni life. Like, you know, I in know which sucks because I really think I would have liked uni, like the whole uni vibe. But yeah, no, oh because well. I loved um, <laughs> like, yeah, I'd go out and get coffees or lunch with my friends after uni in like Brunswick you know like what's on Fitzroy on Brunswick Street and then we'd you know go to veggie bar and then we sometimes we went out for drinks and oh it was like really good yeah oh that's sad but yeah hopefully once COVID (laughs) is over like everyone go and enjoy your time as a student because when that time goes it's like it's so hard like no one just goes out for like catches up after work like everyone just kind of wants to go home I find yeah yep for sure um now um has there been a time that you struggled whether it be like at work or uni and like what was the situation how did you get through it sort of thing um 
there's been a lot to be honest probably just trying to find that balance with work and study now that I'm in Mm -hmm. EN I feel like I need to work more but I don't like I'm casual I'm employed to work when I want to work Mm -hmm. but that's probably what I struggle with the most is like trying to find that balance but yeah I just find like doing a to-do list and setting my whole week out helps a lot and I try not to pick up shifts too far in advance because otherwise I'm committing to something that I don't even know if I can do because if I've got a lot of uni assignments or I've got a lot of uni work that I want to do I want to be able to go no I can't work because I have to do something that done yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else maybe when I'm on placement as well um like people finding out I'm in EN because that does change the expectations from your buddy nurses Mm. so just some advice (laughs) yeah I always heard that people never say that you know they're in EN when they're yeah I do not tell them the (laughs) only time I tell people is like if it accidentally comes up or I trust them enough to know that like they're not gonna change their perception of me or anything like that so Mm. on my most recent placement one of the um in charge nurses I told because I was buddied with her quite a lot and she was really really good um but like I didn't even tell my preceptor that I was an EN until the very last day and it's always on the last day when you tell them and they're like oh my god you're an EN but you're like yeah "Yeah, can't you tell (laughs) I'm so good (laughs) literally literally I'm like I don't want to tell them because it just changes their whole well, why don't you know this medication? Why don't you know mm. this? Why don't you know that? And I think that's where my fear for next year comes in because I'm like, oh, God. I feel like buddy nurses can definitely be a bit more harsher um, and have more yeah. expectations than, let's say, like, you know, an educator that is, like, foreseeing the grad, you know, um, program yeah. in your area because, like, they know that everyone has different experiences and we're all here for a fresh start. But I do feel like especially on placement because the buddy nurses do have lots of students and they do think like, oh, this one was like so much better than like another one in their year. Like like, I wonder if that's a difference with the unis or something, you know, I feel like they can be really harsh and it's a reality that people don't really talk about. You know, I think back and I'm like, oh my God, like what did my buddy say about me when I went home? Because, you know, sometimes unfortunately like I do hear them talk about the students and yeah. it's usually really nice things. Like I've never really heard anything bad. But, yeah, it's I don't know. I feel like buddy nurses can be a bit more, like, harsher. I agree 100%. Yeah. And um, is there any piece of advice you want to share to the listeners about anything at all? Um, well, like I said, if you're an EN <laughs> and you're going on placement, I mean, tell people if you want to tell people, but... I think that it's benefited me a lot not telling people. Like I feel like I've been able to learn so much more and see so much more and do so much more, not having that expectation that you should already know something. Yeah. Um, But I think general piece of advice, uh, I guess if you want something to just go for it because, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you like are on placement and you want to know about a medication or you want to go and see a procedure, like ask because what's the worst they're going to say, you know, like they can't help you or no or, yeah, and I think if you want it, just do it, go for it. I love that, definitely. And um, I've just got a quick question because my friend is um, just finished her EN and she was, like, asking me for advice about she doesn't know whether she wants to do an EN grad year first. Yeah. Um, 
And she's also like went straight to the EN after high school. So she's young and yep. um, or she, does she go straight into the bachelor? And I was sort of saying to her, like, you know, there's no like right or wrong answer. Like both will end up being beneficial. Like if you do an EN grad year, you'll have like experience to back you up when you do want to go and do your RN. Yeah, but then if I you think... don't want to, just you go straight into your RN. I think, yeah, I think weigh up the pros and cons. I applied for an EN grad year and didn't get it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's probably why I didn't want to start working straight away because my confidence had kind of been knocked. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I think just whatever you feel is right, do it. The only thing I wouldn't recommend is doing a grad year and doing your RN. Um, I think that's too much. I think that's Oh, all. okay. Yeah, don't do your grad and an RN at the same time. Do one or the other. So do if you want to do your grad EN, do that and then do your RN once you've finished mm-hmm. your grad year and then you can go on and do your RN after that. But I think yep. committing to your grad year whilst you're studying, it's too, it's too much. It's too yeah. much. Yeah, that's so fair enough. Like I actually think I'm thinking now like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine studying, like, on top of doing my, like, grad year right now. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I was like, oh, you can just do both at the same time. But I didn't actually think about it. Like, I didn't think, could I handle studying right now? Like, I guess people do, like, post-grads at the same time that they're, like, working, but it is a lot. Yeah. You know? It's just too much. I think it would be a rude shock and you just well, get I have, I have a friend at the moment who's doing her grad EN this year while we're doing our RN. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, it sounds like it's really intense. Like, it sounds like it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Like, it would be at the end of it, she'll feel, like, so good about it probably. Yeah. But during yeah. it, it would be, like, really hard. It's really stressful, yeah. I think just, like, one or the other until you find your feet at least. But, oh, yeah, I just think weigh up the pros and cons. See, apply for grad years. And if you get one, that was always my rule. Like, if I got a grad year, mm-hmm. I would do it. Um, yeah but I think for me I was also worried that if I took that time off to do a grad year I wouldn't go back and do my RN but I think also because I want to go into pediatrics I knew that I would just do my RN as well yeah exactly oh that's really good well thank you so much for joining me on this episode I think um, what you've shared with us will be so beneficial because the AN to RN pathway is so common and I'm sure People have many it questions. Really is actually, and, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure this um, you know, episode will really help lots of people. So thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have an amazing day. And I never thanks know what me. to say. Like, do we say, you know, I don't even know, subscribe <laughs> to the episode, yes, podcast. Um, tell your friends to listen <laughs> and um Share let us around. know. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. And I'm thinking I'll do a little um question box and then if people have any questions in related in relation to like doing an ENR and grad year or any questions about the um, episode, then I can pass it on to you, Georgia, yeah, and beautiful. then we can have a chat about it as well. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much and enjoy your um, uni class after this. <laughs> Thanks. Can't wait. <laughs> Bye. Bye.